Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. This is Alex. Today we're doing a German shuffle. It's been a while, so let's shuffle it up again. It has been a while. And for all of you who are new to the podcast, of course, the German shuffle is a variety show in which we focus on several different topics instead of just one. Today we'll be talking about things like American Dio, also known as deodorant versus German deodorant. We're Whoa, talking, talking big about stuff. restaurant seating and also the crazy word Yine. So wow. that those and more. I'm so excited. A lot of weird stuff coming up. So there's, there's also the, the 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 twelfth uh, shuffle we've had. I feel like it should be like German shuffle twelve hundred or something. I feel like I we've know. done a like we had twelve doesn't seem like that much. We shuffle a lot. Once every couple months that makes sense over that two does. and a half years, three years. Anyways, uh, let's go. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Hey there, it's good to have you back. It is episode 125. Oh, yes. I'm excited. You excited? I'm excited. I'm always, I'm always excited. It's going to be back on uh, Classical Whiskey Wednesday, so um, it's always fun. Always. Yeah. Good to have you guys, of course, here. Uh, you know, sometimes we imagine you're just like an audience in the room here watching, but... The uh, Pantheon. Yeah. But then it gets a little creepy, so then we... Get rid of that. We, 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 don't, we, get, we get rid of that. Get rid of our imagination yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's more comfortable when it's just... Imagining, not even imagining, just seeing. I'm right here. Just seeing I'm, you, I'm right here, Jeff. Me Hi. and you. Yeah, exactly. Hello. So, welcome to the podcast. Of course, we talk about all things German, European, American, culture, shocky, you know, the usual. <laughs> so um, let's start the way we usually start. Some news and tidbits. Yes. Germany today, which is Wednesday, November 2nd. The Germany, the German, um, Germany, the people who run Germany. <laughs> German government? Yeah. Yep. That's it. Okay. <laughs> They just approved a 50 euro ticket to travel all around the country, an extension of the nine euro ticket that we had. During, I would call it extension, I call it replacement of the nine euro ticket. Replacement, that's yeah. true. Of the nine euro ticket that we had over the summer to, uh, to you know, curb prices of things. Yeah, I don't know when it's going to pass yet, but it's approved. So it's going to happen. I'm very excited about it. I think the overall plan they're aiming for around January ish, but we'll see if that actually happens or not. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, it's a ticket that not only allows you to travel on all the public transit in your city that you live in, but in any city in Germany and travel between those cities on regional trains. So it's a, such a good deal. So 50 euro per month is actually uh, quite insane. I mean, the I nine mean, euro is ridiculous. It's definitely not sustainable, but 50 euro a month is, is still very inexpensive for, for the value that you're getting. Yeah, nine euro was I, even 50 euro. It really makes you realize how little money we we're paying for, for so uh, much. Nine was a joke. It was awesome. Yeah. And it was kind of their mistake. Cause I mean, once you introduce super cheap public transit you can't it's hard to go backwards and every, right yeah and everyone's like no, wait what you want us to go back to the normal prices which is funny too because they, they achieved their goal those less cars in the stream or more people using public transit but it's like all right we achieved our goal but now we can't afford to, to keep our goal so i guess they're raising it to 50 which makes sense and it's still inexpensive so yeah, yeah. so win, win. it seems like the, the the german government i think is paying around half and then the, each individual state is paying half because it let's be honest it's like you know like a lot of things it sounds great but, you know, somebody's got to pay for it. And it's a hefty bill because, you yeah. know, it's literally allowing anybody to travel anywhere. And, you know, trains don't maintain themselves. So uh, Trains don't grow on trees. No. So, but super cool. So we'll, we'll stay tuned and we'll let you know if when there's an official date. Yeah. If, if, if we remember as well. Yeah. Probably early next year, I would say. Oh, yeah. Let's go with that. Speaking of cheap tickets. Now, uh, Berlin, when the nine euro ticket ended said immediately guys we can't wait until the german government gets their shit together and has, right. and has this national ticket they keep talking about quote unquote so they created a stopgap ticket 
you know, unfortunately only for Berliners, but you know, we live but in, still. we live in Berlin. So it's good, good, for, us. good for us. Yeah. Um, so they created the 29 euro ticket, which again, even for traveling within Berlin, usually it's between 60 and 80, depending if you have a subscription or you buy at a machine. Right. So going on a 29 euro a ticket, month. Yeah. a month is great. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's less than half the price. Yeah. And they, they said that they'll just have it as a stopgap until January, until the new national ticket comes in. Um, but they've just announced they're going to extend the Berlin cheap ticket till March. Which makes me assume that the 5th euro ticket is going to start in March. Maybe they know something we do not know. I, I think, yeah, maybe the Berlin Senate, they're like, okay, this is going to take a little longer than, right. than we thought. So let's let's not leave anybody high and dry, So which is nice. Yeah. In uh, other news, Berlin is going to allow Sunday shopping in December. Oh my God. Dude, guys, Sunday shopping. Sunday shopping, that's, baby. Uh, that's insane. And that's on uh, December 4th and 18th, where you can go shopping on a Sunday to get all your Christmas goodies from Santa. So basically, I'll just feel like I do every Sunday when I lived in the USA. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, um, I, yeah that, that's very cool. Um, as you said earlier, like... Hey, that's going to help the economy because people can, can go shopping and it's going yeah. to help the local businesses. Plus, it's just, it'll be, I'm not necessarily going to use it for Christmas shopping. It'd just be nice to like, oh, I can, I can, I just need some food or I need some anything, you know, like to have that one extra day of, you know, like you're given one day Saturday, like this is it. This is the one day you have to do any errand and that's it. But it's like, oh, but I want to have fun. Nope. That's your errand day. I want to, you want to have fun shopping? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's nice to have finally two days. So, uh, yeah. If you got some last minute, if you're like holding off Christmas shop until the end, you'll actually be okay this year. If you're someone like Alex and you forget to go shopping, <laughs> then you'll be fine. <laughs> then you'll be good. Because you'll wake up and be like, oh, I didn't go shopping, but it's a Sunday. I, I like that the 18th, they're like, these are really last minute people because <laughs> Christmas is in six days or four days, five days. True. But I mean, days. but I guess, you know, it happens like because people are still working up till the 18th, like probably up till the 21st, 22nd, you know, so yeah. maybe you just didn't have the time. Yeah. You know, you're like, hey, I got my trip to going over to grandma's house soon, and I got nothing. You know? It's online shopping, but you know, it's it's Germany's still in 1999 sometimes. Anyways, um, other news, Jeff, what else we got? Ooh, this is going to help because, you know, we've mentioned, um, you know, due to um, situations mostly created by Putin, energy yes. prices have gone skyrocketing in Germany, and I think in most of Europe and around the world. Around the world, yeah. Yeah, but in Germany, especially... Um, electricity and gas etc has gone up which sucks for winters because you need electricity and gas to keep yourself warm we do yes um and the german, but the german government they're, they're like we need to do something about this because we don't want to make people you know go broke so um they are they've announced today that they are going to be having energy price caps coming early next year uh you know to cap those prices they can't keep going up and up and you know it's pretty great burning your wallet uh unfortunately they're helping businesses out first so um Beginning of January, businesses will the price caps will come in for businesses for the average Joe or, like, or Jane or Jeff or Jeff. They'll be coming in around March. Yeah. So, uh, but hey, but like there's so when, when winter's almost over, then we get the little actually true. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, they, they, they planned that. God of course it. they planned it. But I mean, it's still nice, especially for small businesses who like need to stay alive and they can't afford, you know, to pay for the heating bill and employees and insurance or whatever. It's nice they have a little bit of a cap. That's that's good for them. Yeah, but it also helps all the big businesses that just don't need the money but get it anyways. So. What are you talking about? You don't you don't think that you know Amazon and stuff need tax cuts, Jeff? Of course, of course they do. do. Of course, we all need that. Uh, also, uh, we plan on doing a Q and A Q&A episode in the next three to four episodes. So, if you have any questions, please send them over via Instagram if you're on a website, which I will share momentarily. 
and uh, ask us some questions. We love them. We love answering them on air. We'll read your name. Not you know, you'll be very famous because we have about four million listeners a day. A day, give or take. Yeah. So I mean, in a month, it's just like half of the U.S. is just listening to our podcast. Yeah, abs- these are absolutely real numbers. These are real. We're yeah. not making this up. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, a guys, factual podcast. Guys, questions about um, Germany, about travel, about living abroad, about. Me and Alex about um, algebra, you know, whatever, whatever you got, throw them our way, and we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what we can do. You, you want to see your algebra homework? Hit yeah. us up. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, and speaking of thanks, we love you guys. We you, do. You're the best. The best. And one of the reasons that we have even survived this long has been donations from listeners like, like you. you. <laughs> like P- P- I, P- I love the PBS. PBS likes to say, and we we, we just want to continue. I know it's every day, but or every week. Um, all those donations, you, they help pay for our server fees, our equipment fees, the whiskey, everything. And without it, this podcast probably would not keep going. And so a special thanks to one of our most recent donations from Jashun. Hun. Um, Hun. Jashun Hun. I hope I'm pronouncing that even close to right. Uh, thank you so much. And they said this great message where they talked about how much they enjoyed the podcast. Yes. And um, yeah, and right when I was reading that message, the, uh, this donation came in. So thank you so much for you and for everyone else who's donated over the past couple of years. And if you're so inclined and you want to chip in as well, just go to our website. At the bottom of every page, there is a donation PayPal button there for anyone who wishes to do so. And if not, all good. Yeah. It's a free podcast. We do this for free. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we, and we, if you don't, we still we, love you. We definitely do this for free. We definitely, definitely, we for definitely free. are not uh, profiting at all. No. <laughs> if we were, our lifestyles would be very different. <laughs> But anyways, Jeff, we had a nice uh, we had a nice weekend this weekend, didn't we? Yeah, it was fun. What happened? Well, you know, you had a Halloween party. Oh, Halloween party. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, 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 I did. I had the party that I did not want. Yes. My girlfriend wanted it, and eventually I had to succumb to pressure, and I did it. And well, yeah. I kind of yeah, I kind of forced her to force you. <laughs> it wasn't just you. It was all of our friends. Everyone was yeah. constantly texting me. Hey, Jeff, so when's your party? Even though I had never announced it was a party, they just like. Well, the, th- the thing was, was I, I had a Halloween party last year, and I really enjoy throwing Halloween parties. But this year, uh, a friend from Leipzig is having a party. So Bobby and I were like, we're going to Leipzig, but we need someone to party in Berlin so we can you know, see you guys. But why was it, why didn't you just stay in uh, Leipzig and just enjoy that one party? So I wanted to party with you guys too. Oh, okay. So yeah, we went to Leipzig, party there for a few hours, and came back to Berlin to party with you guys. So I appreciate you having a party. Everyone looked awesome. You looked incredible, actually. Thank you. And he's talking about before I put my costume on. Also, it's yes, looking good generally. Look yeah. better we took it off, actually. Oh, I mean, everybody a had a costume. Yes, and B had great costumes. Like, really put some effort into it. So, re- really cool. Alex was, uh, of course, Nick Cage from Con Air. Yes, the one of the best movies and best actors of all time. So imagine, <laughs> yeah, dirty wife beater. Uh, you know, stuff, stuff, bunny. You know, so uh, anybody knows Con Air knows what we're talking about. So yeah, he's looking good. So that was fun. And you look as Ghostbuster. You nailed the the proton pack. Was incredible. Yeah, still not quite fully finished. I finished it like a couple days later. Now it's fully finished. I'll, I'll post an image on it. Instagram. Yeah, it, so it's it, it's so cool. So you guys can check it on it out on Instagram. But yeah, fun fun party. Yeah, it was like um in the middle of the party the the time changed. Yes, the daylight savings times, which I. I think I, you, me, my girlfriend, every, no one noticed no, until nobody knew, knew it was coming or like <laughs> even thought about it. And so we ended up, we, we thought the party ended around like a little bit before four, but I guess technically it was actually a little bit before five. Right. We had like an extra hour of partying, which we didn't even realize that we had. Yeah. Um, it's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. 
<laughs> not for my neighbors who are like, hey, it's five. Guys, what the fuck? Be quiet. No, it's not. It's four. <laughs> yeah. And actually, because we were, we were just speaking about in our last episode about neighbors and neighbor interactions and stuff. True. I unfortunately, like our plan was to put up the classic um, post Sign. signs around, yeah. like warning people we're going to have a party and everything. Um, to just like, but in the end, just got busy and forgot about it, you know? So I feel bad about that. But I did really try the whole night. Anytime I saw the door to the patio open, I closed it immediately to keep all the music inside. Because yeah. when the doors closed, like the music wasn't. It was that, actually okay. When it was yeah, open, man, it was. It's, your whole intro off was, was booming. Yeah, the whole courtyard's going. So, like, I, I was. That was things like I couldn't 100% enjoy the party because I was constantly looking over the door and closing it. Because people were just throwing it open and leaving it open. I'm like, what are you, born in a barn? Come on, you know, like, close it. <laughs> Um, so I was like running over, closing the door. Um, you know, cause it's, it's like a balance of like I ha having a good time, but also I want to be respectful to my neighbors. Yeah, of course. Cause I also appreciate that when people are respectful for, to me. So I try to do it, you know, um, there was one time when I was outside and, um, you and me were talking and people were just coming in and out of the door left and right and leaving it open or whatever. And I, and behind you, you so you didn't see, looked up like second floor or something. There was this neighbor and they were just staring like daggers at me through the eye. Oh no. Like really. And, uh, and his door was, or his window was wide open. So first he slams it shut and then just kind of, um, does the lean, you know, so it's like yeah. cracked open. And then two seconds later, our friend Duke comes out screaming as loud as you can about like, <laughs> we're going to do a pub quiz. And so the guy who's just walked away from his window now walks back and just slams it completely shut. So like, he, so, he, so he slams it shut just to do the to, to have it open a little bit. And now two seconds later, we I we prove that we can't be quiet. And he runs over and slams it shut again. Oh boy! Um, and so that's when I was like, ooh, and we're like, hey, everybody's a little quiet. The Ross, you know, put the hands up a little bit. Exactly. A little quieter. But uh, but anyway, so uh, but it's good times. Still good times. Uh, yeah, nobody complained. No. No, and everybody had a good time, I think. So. I did. I had a great time. Yeah. Thank you so much. Also, a good time is just drinking whiskey, generally. Yes, totally. And here, we have a full bottle. It's been a long time, Jeff. We Guys, a full bottle. This again. is a real bottle with a cork and everything. It's amazing. And this is actually a whiskey brand that we've had before, but it's a different style of whiskey. Because, so, you know, Barry's, I mean, like, Jack Daniels doesn't only make one type of whiskey, you know? Like exactly. That. So, you know, I mean, this is Jack Daniels, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is a Star Word. Uh, it's an Australian whiskey. It's called Starward Left Field Single Malt Australian Whiskey, mate. I'm excited. I, I love trying because I mean we've literally only had one Australian whiskey. I, yeah, I've always wanted um, us to try. It. There's a lot, a lot of good New Zealand whiskeys I've heard of. Yeah, but the shipping and everything like they're always like 100, 150 euro or something crazy yeah. like that. And, and there was that time, what a year and a half, two years ago, where we were getting like international whiskeys from all around the world. Yeah, we had. I think it was our what do we call it? Our around the world phase yeah. or whatever. Yeah, back when we had, we were sponsored and had more money. Yeah, but uh, we went back. We we got an Australian one. Uh, thanks to our donations that we've had, we're able to get yeah. a nicer bottle. This is the only reason so, we have these these bottles. So thank you to thank everybody. everybody. Yeah. So this is again Starward Left Field, and you know what we're getting today, Jeff. We're getting a pop. I, I can't wait. So, I'm sorry. It's been so long. Ready? Oh, that was a good. That was one a good too. one too. Yeah, that was a good pop. Worth Ooh, it. I was really worried. I was like, uh oh, is it gonna, not gonna? Is not gonna live up to his expectation? But now I, I gotta measure out the pours again. Ooh, thank that's, you. That's all right. Yeah, before yeah, because with the small bottles, you literally just pour the whole thing in, and which is actually really helpful. Very helpful. Oh man, let me put the mm, cork back in there. Smells good so far. Oh yeah. Now we feel like. Big boys. I feel like a big boy again. I got a big <laughs> bottle. Pour on glass. We can have a second glass if we want. 
Cheers. We can have a third glass. Cheers. Ooh. That's nice. Interesting. Let me read right here. Flavorful. Side of the bottle is interesting. It says, matured in Melbourne's unique climate, aged in French oak red wine barrels, bright tropical fruit flavors with a delicious, delicate finish. At, at Starwood, we, sorry, Australians, <laughs> we, we make whiskey differently. We push the boundaries and challenge the status quo. Creativity flows and great ideas come from left field. That's why it's called left field. It's good. And it, and it is very fruity. Very fruity. Yeah. In a fantastic way. I love it. Anyways, before we get started, everybody, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review on our podcast. If so inclined. If you are so inclined. Uh, we read them all. We love them. They're great. Yes. Also, check out our website, agdwpodcast.com. So it's the best web- website in the whole world, blah, 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 blah. You get the whole thing. <laughs> Let's go to the website. Oh, and our, uh, Instagram, at americans.in.germany.podcast. And let's go to the German shuffle number 12. <laughs> You're probably wondering, did Alex just drink like three cups of coffee? What's happening? No. We, we just realized our intro is going a little long, and so he decided to we're, just we're, speed we're, through we're it. We're moving along here. First okay, things first. No, 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 no but now we're going to... Ooh, we're, now we're calm. We're slowing down because now we're, we're in the good stuff. This is, guys, the German shuffle. Put your tap dance and shoes on because going on the dance floor now. We're going to dance. Now, our first shuffle of the day, first track, if you will. Uh, the reason I put it as a first track because it really ties right into the episode we did last week. Oh, nice. Because it's, you know, it's very connected and maybe like tying things. It's probably something we should have talked more about on the other episode. But hey, just throw it on a shuffle because you throw anything on a shuffle. That's what shuffle's for. Yeah. For its uh, smorgasbord. So dive in, man. So this is Hausverwaltung Problems. Now, Hausverwaltung is the property management, and uh, they all suck in Germany, or at least in Berlin. Yes. I mean, I got, I've, I've had four or five over the years, and just not one of them was good or actually tried to do anything or fixed anything in any kind of speedy manner. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, we, we have one... So, you know, we, we, we bought our apartment and a lot of our neighbors also uh, bought. So we had to decide ourselves what's our house about going to be with the pay monthly fee for it. So we got one, I think, automatically from the building company that we're stuck with for, I think, three years. And, oh, oh, you mentioned that. And then you can, like, decide, renew or right. get somebody else. And already, like, you know, our, 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 um, our Klinger, our, uh, what's it called, doorbells outside broke, contacted them. We couldn't get mail because the mail people didn't know who lived in the building because it's stupid electronic. It's like this touch, touch screen, screen thing where you, you just scroll through every person who existed. In, it's in trash. Ever just to find your name. Yeah. So that broke. So we weren't getting mail for a few weeks, which is like kind of a big deal. And you know, well, yeah, a legal yeah. problem. Sure. And we told them and they're like, yeah, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get to it. And they just don't. And, and it's every house of light tongue things break and they take, take a long time. I've had one good experience when our, when our neighbor's roof was leaking, they came like the next day. Oh yeah. You, you mentioned that. Yeah. But generally, uh, you're going to move if you're living in Germany. You're going to move. You're going to get an apartment. You're going to have a house of light tongue. And you're going to hate them. That's his life. I so say in general, for, th- for things that you need them to fix or change or whatever, you really, you can't just do the one email or whatever. You have to do, you really have to f- do follow-up emails, follow-up yeah. phone calls, because that's the only thing that gets them going. Like this apartment I'm in now, we move in and the f- like first day we move into this apartment. So we have, um, what is it? Hmm. Three three windows down in the living room. Let's say three sure. windows, right? And and since it's ground floor, there's these kind of electric um, electrically powered like metal shades sh- shades that you can press a button. They come down and they cover the windows. I think it's for when you're on vacation, so nobody can break in, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but usually they're up and also block the light. They're pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cool. Um, it could be handy. 
And but one of the windows from day one, the the shade was broken in the down position. Okay. Oh no. And this is middle of, of winter, so it's already like limited sunshine anyways. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And so with one with like our center window completely block literally block because it's it's like a blackout shade. Like you can't yeah, it is. you can't see anything through it. So it made the, our living room just dark and even more depressing than it already is in a Berlin winter. Sure. You know what I mean? And it took them over two months for them to fix that. And from and I'm wow. talking about from day one, we're emailing, calling, emailing, emailing, calling, fixing it. And finally, and they're like, oh yeah, we'll get around to it or just aren't responding at all. And then finally, the thing that I got them to do it is I just looked up like, oh, okay, there's a um, a, a window. Um, they're called like like a Fensta Rolo or whatever. Sure. Like, there's, a, there's a company that, that repairs those like not too far from me. So I just emailed them. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna hire this company. They're and they're gonna come next week, and I'll just send you the bill. Bye. Like, you know, like, and within minutes, response. No, 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 don't do that. We have our own guy. Uh, he's much cheaper. Uh, we'll, we'll send him. He's coming. Next. So just from the threat of me doing Smart. on my heart, that's a really good call. Finally, but but that's the thing is like that's with house for Vaultungs. That's what it takes. Yeah. Um And yeah, and with them, with a lot of things, like we had also recently. Uh, maybe a month or two ago, my girlfriend's in our in our keller, our basement cellar in English, and just grabbing something like she normally does, and she's grabbing something off the shelf, and suddenly this like massive rat jumps off off like, oh. the shelf, and and she freaks out. Oh no! Yeah, and, I mean, which we've never had any rat or mouse problem in the basement ever. And that, so you she, know, that, so, that you know yeah, of. <laughs> yeah. And so she freaks out, and then now, of course, you don't even want to go in your basement because. You know, they could be hiding anywhere in all of your stuff, in your boxes, your bags. I mean, you don't want to meet the Rat King on a Thursday night. <laughs> exactly. You know, you yeah, got and, things to do. And so you're walking in and you're like kicking everything. <laughs> no, like, I, I, literally, oh I literally walk in. I'm crawling right now. Yeah. My skin is crawling. I'd, I'd walk in and immediately kick the shelves and stuff just so they, just to like, okay, are you here? Or Yikes. And then just after a week, we noticed every time we went into the cellar, it was just smelling like piss and shit. Oh, good. And so that means what like, you want. So it was just infested with rats and they were pissing and shitting everywhere. And I saw little rat turds all over my basement floor. And mm. so anyway, of course, of course, like you're contacting the, ho the house for Valtung and you're like, this is something priority has to be fixed now. Numero uno, like, for sure. Because we've got rats living in our sleeping bags and our box. You know, like here's your stuff. You well, know if, I mean? you're, if you're a rat, you're going to live anywhere. You might as well live in a sleeping bag. Right, it's that's, soft. That's yeah. comfortable. And you're like, okay, they're making a, they're like making a nest, and you're like, you know, it's gross. And so, um, but anyways, after contacting them like once a week for like a month, finally they're like, okay, yeah, the they're sending somebody this week to fix it. So it took a month just for them, just for them to say say that. And uh, and then I'm going downstairs, and I'm like, there's no there's no traps placed. There's, nothing's changed. You yeah. Know? And so I contact them again. I'm like. Uh, they didn't do that. I'm like, that, they might have gone to a different building or something. And then, and then, and they're like, no, they wouldn't do that. But then, if, then the next week, suddenly, I see you can actually see the traps, and there's actually like a sticker on the door saying like, you know, caution, rat poison. Like, so, like, okay, so like when they said they were coming, they didn't come. So, but anyways, it's like even with something like, you're like, this needs to get fixed soon. It's it's taking forever, you know. Like, sure. I, like I, my window's closed permanently. Yeah, we don't care, you know, like so. Yeah, and the thing is, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're paying rent. You're paying for a window that works. You're paying for a basement yeah. that's, you know, I think you're paying yeah. for a rent-free basement. Yeah, I'm paying I'm for assuming. three windows, not two. I'm paying for a basement that is piss-free. Right. You know, so like... Usually. It, yeah, usually. So, that's what you expect. Um, but I, I don't really find the fine print, so maybe, you know... 
yeah. such a contract, True. you can have a piss have filled I read in the basement. Every sentence of the contract, not really. But but anyways, I'd say like if you move to Germany and you have a house for Valtung, like just just know you really have to push them and really put pressure on them. And and something I also saw that got so you like you usually have like a point of contact. Like yeah. there's your like your your dude at the house for Valtung that who you'd contact and for your apartment, right? So I'd email him and when he's not responding, then I would also go to their general email, like, you know, their info at blank, right. email the same email to the, like, um, trying to get a hold of your blank, but he's, he's not really responding or doing his job. So I'm going to contact you. And then of course, immediately you get a, you know, cause it's causing like uh, drama in the office. So, you know, yeah, like, but, I, you, but you, I don't want to do that, but you have to sometimes. I always like in shows like in friends or Seinfeld or whatever they, or, you know, these shows take place in New York, these sitcoms. And he's something fixed, like, oh, just go down to, just go down to, to the, the third super, floor, to go the to the super. super, and they'll fix it yeah. for you, like, right there. Which is, is that a real thing? Superintendent, right? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, like a janitor who lives in the building. In Germany, I've seen the janitor or the, the landlord slash, you know, whatever you call it, like, they usually have, like, there's usually, like, an, an off, it's like an office, like a, like a closet where they have, like, their cleaning supplies, but they're, they're not li- usually living in the yeah. apartment. I mean, I'm sure... There's some cases, but no, it's not like that. Oh, hey, Jim, by the way, my light bulb broke. You know, it's, it's not yeah, like that. that'd be sweet. I, I would love it if there was a guy I knew. Cause then, s- I want a super. Yeah, because then you have a relationship, and then you're like, oh, my, the, yeah, the, the water's not coming exactly. out. Exactly, and if you have a good super, you yeah. have a super super. Yeah, but I mean, God, imagine you're, you're super. That'd be the worst. Like, you're like in your sweatpants watching like, you know, you know, a new episode of Breaking Bad or something, and like <laughs> so people are knocking your door constantly. Yeah, this broke is right. Like, oh, can't you just like, Fix things yourself. Please fix your own light bulb. Yeah. God. But Anyways. Yeah. House of Alton problems. House of Alton problems. That's track one, man. That's a wicka wicka. Um, <laughs> what happened? Excuse me. I right. swallowed wrong. Okay. Uh, track two is what we like to call getting used to feeling awkward all the time. Which is a very awkward Which, way to say that. <laughs> yeah. And also just sounds, that sounds depressing. Now, what are we talking about here? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just that general, I mean, we've talked many times about how, you know, you never really truly feel at home, and never feel German, and never, you know, get the language. Okay, so, so just to make it clear, we're talking about somebody who's moved abroad. Yes, and living, living abroad. Okay, not, not just normal people everywhere. No, I mean, okay. I'm sure there are people who feel awkward all the time yeah, as well. That's true. Like, you know, like Nathan Felder or something. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think when you move abroad, you, you just got to get used to just kind of feeling or being awkward a lot because things are awkward because there's cultural differences, because of language. Because even if your language is fluent or really good, it still takes you a little second to like catch up sometimes. Or you can't make the joke you want to make, or, or or they use that that one the one important word to a sentence that is the one word that you just, you, don't you just don't know, and so you just you completely miss the whole like you're like he's like saying like blank 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 is super important because this is and you're like oh I missed the blank 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 part no I need that part you know what's yeah. important yeah something is important I agree it's like all of a sudden you're a Nazi you know like you get, and then you be careful and people look at you awkward where when you know I'm sure you've had this before like you're understanding they're German you're responding in German everything's going good and then there's one sentence where you're just like wie bitte wie bitte and then finally you're like I don't know what you're saying and then they look at you like you're crazy because like wait wait, suddenly you don't speak German? Like, yeah, I know. But, but but it's like, yeah, but there's certain words that I've learned and I, well, you know. I, and it sucks when it's a sentence. It's the worst when it's a question and they ask you a direct question and you just mm-hmm. stare. You're like, I I don't know. And even after a few V-bitas v- and they, res- they say it again, like, because sometimes if I just have somebody say something two or three times, then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then you get the two or three times and finally you have to go like, I don't know. I just, um, can we? Do, do, you, do you ever do like the, the nod, smile and like, yeah, <laughs> like that's, laugh. That's so, that's, I mean, if I can, 
Yeah, if it's if it's if it's cl- if it's clear from his reaction that he's saying a joke, but I don't quite get it. Yeah, I'll just yeah I'll like smile and pretend like I get it. But like, but I've I've learned to not give a yeah or nine answer to a question if you don't know the question because like you just get yourself in sticky situations. So it's 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 better to just be like I don't understand. I, I I do the yeah and laugh a lot, especially with like random uh dudes on the street or like in a grocery store you know they walk by like blah, 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 blah. and i'm like yeah, 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 yeah buddy. <laughs> you know the thing yeah, and i have thing. no idea what the hell they just said I was yeah. Like, yeah you got it dude because it's some like colloquial german phrase you know like a horse in the hay with the hay you know like some weird thing that you that, that you, you haven't been taught yet <laughs> yeah the horse and, and the so head. they say so they say something and you're just like sure yeah like but yeah if they're laughing then you're like yeah, yeah i i think you know uh this is more going to like language things but i think you get uh you got more use like intonations. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. I know what intonation yeah. means. I don't know what you mean, but this, this intonation means I should reply with a yeah, ha, ha, that works like 80% of the time. Yeah. But yeah, so just the, generally things are awkward when you and, move and around. And not even just language. It's, you know, just because you are a foreigner. You are the odd man out. You are the non-German. So exactly. like, there's culture references you don't get. You You didn't grow up in this country. So... Yeah, it's like you just like yeah. There's there's just and again like the longer you live somewhere, the awkwardness gets less and less and less. But I think yeah. there's, there's always going to be that like that like small that thin layer on the top that, that, that base level yeah, that, awkwardness that, that like one to five percent awkwardness that is just like always there in random situations and it just kind of never goes away. And you just have to get used to that because yeah. and if you can't, then you should live abroad because it's just it's going to be there. Like it's, and, yeah, exactly. And again, doesn't affect ruin your life at all like i mean i'm i'm fine with it you know like you know and then the worst part is you can't explain it in german because there's no word for awkward in german very true yeah yeah so makes things even more awkward it's it's a it's a real catch 22 <laughs> um but anyways next press that press that shuffle button what's what's popping up next wick, wick. next is the word yain yain when you're thinking what now there's the german word for yes yeah Remember for no nine nine, but we're talking about yine now. Now I'm bringing it up because we never mentioned it in the podcast. Now what? It's does, a fun word. Now what, yeah, what, and what does it mean? Yine. It means like, yeah, like kinda. It's like like yes or no. Like people are like, hey, do you like horror movies? You can be like, yine depends on the if they're right. like you yeah. know like like you. Yeah, it's like it's like a almost kind of like a maybe like uh ooh, i'm in i'm in between on the on, the, on that thing you know exactly like, yeah it's a great word that it's a great word i didn't really notice people starting to, uh, the first the first seven eight years i didn't really hear anybody say it. it's only been the past like two or three years i've heard people saying oh, really? yeah yeah i remember i heard it for the first few times in like my first um like few months here and i was like what is what is yeah and it was like oh it's like yeah nine i was like that is brilliant what a great idea i love this word and i and i and i use it fairly often uh, when the occasion arises, yeah, but you never say it like "yine." Like it's always like "yine." yine. You, know, you have to have that like intonation, like you just said, like where you're just like "yine." You know, there's a great song for all of you out there called "yine" by uh, Fettesbrot. I think it's by Fettesbrot, and it's a really good song. So check it out. Cool. It's about I think it's about like liking a girl and not liking a girl, and he's like "yine" is only no, you know. Ah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. See, there's certain situations where it's like the perfect word. Yeah, it's it's great. Hey, so like, guys, add that to your your vocab list. You know, add it up. German. It's 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 a good one to throw in there that will make you seem much more like a local when you go like yain, yain. you know. And it's J E I N yes. or Jot E N. Yeah, Jot E N. Okay. Uh, 
This is also one that's kind of related to what we were talking about last week, but yes. it's also shuffle-worthy. Now, it's shuffle-worthy. This is neighbors taking forever to pick up their goddamn packages. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the one thing, you know, you, I kind of miss about living in the suburbs where the, you know, the UPS guy comes and he just puts it on your porch and then you have it. That's it. That's it. B- bingo, bango, boomo, you're done. But uh, but here, obviously, it goes to your neighbors, which we've talked about. Or the neighbor's package. And I think right now we're talking the about- The worst case, it comes to you. Yes. And, you know, you sign your package. Like, I have like six other ones. Can you take those too? And you want to be like, yine. <laughs> but you say yeah at the end because, you know, you're a good person and you feel bad for the delivery driver. Sure, yeah. But then every few months, you have that one package that just hangs out with you. For another few months. And it's usually like a big fatty packet. And the thing is like a package sitting for like a day or two. Like I don't mind. It's whatever. Fine. You know, I but, give like a week, a week. I'm fine with it. But fine. sometimes, like you said, you randomly will have, you know, over like a two, three days, you could collect like four or five packages from various neighbors. And now you have this pile in your living room or next to your door. It's blocking where you want to put your shoes. It's making, it's looking ugly. Right. And remember, we live in a Berlin apartment. There's not a lot of space. Closets don't exist. Yeah, exactly. Where do you put these packages? There's no storeroom that I'm putting this all in. And unfortunately, in my current building, I've had a lot of ex- with certain neighbors, a lot of certain neighbors who they would literally take a week, two weeks. I had one week, neighbors, three to four weeks to pick up a large, oh my bright green package that was because they were constantly buying huge kind of toys for their child, their kid. And literally weeks sitting there. And I, I find it disrespectful. And it is. Because in my situation, these are people who live above me. And so every, and so it's one thing if you're on vacation, that's fine, whatever. Or, yeah. or if you didn't get the notification that it got to a neighbor, which, ha- right. which does happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I get taking a day or two because sometimes like, say, um, straight from work, you go out with some friends to a bar, or whatever. By, right. t- by the time you get back, it's 10. It's too late to pick up the package. So you got to wait till the next, whatever. It's fine. A day or two, whatever. But like I've I had neighbors where I hear them daily walking up and down the stairs. They ha- they literally have to go by my front door. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's like out of sight, out of mind. It's, yeah. it's right inside. Yeah. So, and, and this is two, three weeks of them walking. And I, and I currently have a package now that it's almost been two weeks. And this the same. The neighbor, I can hear them walking up, down, past my door every day. There should be a law. Like, if it takes more than two weeks, it's just yours now. Yeah. Well, I had one, and I'll freely admit, I had one package. Two months went by. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and finally, we just we got rid of it. We're like, okay, it, like, it's gone. And then the person never came to pick it up. So, was, it, was it something cool? No. No. Uh, uh, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a bathing suit for like a ten year old or something. That's not fun. But yeah, it was like at this point, it's like it's two months. It's been there. Like I'm throwing this away. Like you know. Yeah, I, I, that's that's totally fair. That's yeah. two months is you know, it's like what fifteen percent of the year. Yeah. Now, no, of course, with like a few weeks, I'm not gonna throw something away. Like you know, and and it was a case where the package actually wasn't for anybody in my building. It was for somebody like four or five blocks down the road. So like if it was somebody in my building. After two months, I would just just walk up to their apartment finally and be like, here, you know, take it, you know, of, yeah. course, of course. But it was somebody who like, it was like a 10 minute walk. And so like, and it's like, I don't work for DHL. And that's the thing is like, I don't work for DHL. I'm not a post office. So like, I don't feel like I should have packages waiting. It, like you shouldn't, it, you shouldn't be able to like pick it up whenever you want after two and a half weeks. I feel like I gave it like, just like two, three days max, like pick up your package. And, like, and it's weird. You know? They do, they, they don't want their packages. Like what but is this? You, usually you don't deliver it to a different building. R- rarely, usually to their pack station or within the building. It's weird. They had a different like not your neighbor's package yeah and the other day i had happened again and it was for an address that was true that was about a hundred numbers away from mine so like it was super far down the street what way down the street so this poor person 
has got to walk like 15, 20 minutes round trip just to come pick up this pack. Yeah, which where I'm like, is there really no building in between a little bit closer that you could give this to, you know, like, like speedy or something? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's bizarre. Yeah, it was weird. Like, but it's one of those things where like, oh, can you take one? Can you take a package for your Nakban, your neighbor? Yeah, sure. And, and I you read it later, I yeah. the address and I'm like, oh, I guess technically that's my neighbor. And the fact that they're like in this, like a five kilometer radius. Of me, but, you know what that uh, is, Jeff? That's baloney. But yeah, I mean, have you have you had lots, or do your neighbors usually pick it up in a pretty timely manner? Uh, when, we, when we first moved, uh, of course, we had a lot of packages because everyone's moving at the same time. Mm. So uh, we, I remember one of our neighbors, he was getting, he's making a movie, so he was like shipping so many things to his apartment, like, like a props gear and, and props gear, up. whatever. Yeah, sure. So we had, I think, we had these blow up stand up paddle boards in our apartment for like a month. Wait, that for his movie? For his movie? Oh, okay. And I told me, I, I texted him, I was like, yeah, we have your package. He's like, yeah, thanks for coming getting. He never did. But isn't it, are they huge though? It has to be yeah, a big it package. Yeah, it was in a big box. Yeah, but after a certain amount of time, like, I would be like, I'm going to put this in the, in the basement. Like, this take, it takes up a lot of space in your apartment, it right? It did. Yeah, yeah, it did. I can't remember what we did. I think he finally picked it up. And then we've had a few, in our old apartment, we had some things that lasted like two weeks, but never like two months. That's ridiculous. I think longest is two weeks, and but know, even two weeks, like again, if it's, when it's a big package, I, I just find it a little disrespectful because like it's taking up so much space in your room, and if the person is home, it's like just take five minutes out of your day, come. Yeah, it, and, it is. Know, and I hate it. Know. Well, there have been times, for example, a neighbor had my package, and I went to their apartment every day after work, and they weren't home. Then I went like I was sitting at home, so I went a few hours later, still not there, mm. and I was like, so clearly we have opposite schedules. Yeah, that also sucks. Which is kind of the double-edged sword of giving it to a neighbor because if you're not home, they are home. So maybe the chances are when you are home, they're not home and you just never get your package. Yeah, and it sucks like you're paying for like Amazon Prime, two-day shipping, and then you're getting it like a week later. Right. Even though you're trying to get it. You exactly. Know? I think one thing I just left at a neighbor's, it was something really small. It was like a five-year-old thing. You should buy a new one. I think I just bought a new one. I was like, I, I can't get it. I tried a million times. I don't know their number. I don't know who they are. And I just like... And after like a month or two, they never just walked up and like, here, here's your no. package. Or like, at least like I've had a neighbor where I had something for two or three weeks and eventually I just went and I put it in front of their door, you know, like, cause they, they weren't home and like, and they were their top floor. So nobody's going to be walking by and stealing it. So I was like, here, here's your package. There you go. And you the know. weird things, I don't know. I can't remember um, what it was, but I remember it was small enough to fit like in my mailbox. Ah, but the, yeah, so then that's DHL's fault. Like they should have just put it in your mailbox. Right, but the like, neighbor also just you know, put it down there. I don't true. know. Also, yeah. not their responsibility. You know, it's not their job. Yeah, again, they don't. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, trials and tribulations of living in apartments. That's so. it. Uh, next, we're gonna be talking about bacon bread, ba- bakeries, baby, <laughs> bakeries, baby. Uh, this is something I noticed. Uh, just like the obviously in the states there are lots of bakeries there are bakeries everywhere in the world I, I i assume everywhere i've been at least yeah yeah. i mean yeah where i grew up there's plenty of bakeries yeah there are bakeries mm. uh but i noticed like there's like a big bakery culture here like people love their bakeries because germans love their bread of course like even where i live on my small little street uh i can walk five minutes and go to like seven bakeries there's just so many bakeries and they're all like fresh and good and delicious. But they're all like small, bake- tiny bakeries, yeah. They're all small bakeries. Yeah. And, and I feel like in the States, like we would go to a bakery with my parents to get like a special cake or special muffins or mm-hmm. something like special. It's like a special occasion. Like, let's get like the good bread from that place. I think it depends because I know people who live in New York. I think the baker situation is probably the same as Berlin. They're probably constantly walking. I think it has to do with walkability. Like in normal cities, if you're in a car, you're driving from A to B and you're probably going past bakeries and like you'd have to physically stop find a parking spot. But like, since you physically have to walk from your apartment to the train, 
you have to go buy these bakeries. And That's so I, true. So I, th- well, I think that increases the chances of people going to bakeries. I feel like when know? I was in New York, there weren't a lot of bakeries. It's like Starbucks and coffee shops, stuff like that, but not like bakeries. I don't know anybody from New York, let us know. Like, yeah, let us know. Because at least when I was there, something that's something yeah, I noticed. I, I've only been there for a few days. So but I have it's no not idea. something I was even paying attention to either. So maybe, but it's something that I definitely noticed here at bakeries. Even like these little convenience shops have their own little bakery in them where they make fresh bread for the little sandwiches they have. Right. And they take that very seriously. Like little tiny shops at their own little own little oven and make their fresh croissants every morning mm. even though it's like a tobacco and alcohol shop and they might have you know some sandwiches so and stuff. Saying this basically in Germany like or especially in big cities in Germany there's much more of a bakery culture than back in the back in the USA exactly yeah. and, and they're delicious good stuff Ooh, love yeah. bakeries I'm sure in France a lot of bakeries too you know got true listen. yeah 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 exactly you know but also European so that could be a European versus US thing again having to do with the walkability and could everything be. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely now this is something now this is Alex's please please Explain this one. I okay. I don't know. Um, no, just say it, just say it, and then we'll we'll digest it. A Hinterhof is a backyard, but a backyard is kind Hinterhof. Now, it, to do the translations for people who don't know the German here. A courtyard, I guess, is a backyard, but a backyard is not a courtyard. Uh, it, I don't know. It, it, no, no, he had this written down. It, it it's actually incorrect because because he's he's saying a Hinterhof is a backyard, a courtyard is a backyard, which it's not. But a backyard is okay. True, back a backyard is not a courtyard. I'm because, just because, like, because a, to be a courtyard, you have to be surrounded on all sides, and so backyard is. So I don't know what you're saying here. I think I wrote this like a year or two ago. I don't know. I can't remember when you were like five beers in, or Pro, I mean, chances are, uh, I I honestly don't remember. I think I was thinking is like, for example, your little you have a little backyard. But it's like it's like but well, it's, it's, it's court it's it's a little it's a little garden in a courtyard yeah okay I guess that's it yeah. let's move on <laughs> okay. let, 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 let's talk about let, that, that was a good one let's talk about some trash let's talk about the BSR which is the Berlin I don't know sanitary republic I don't know what that it's what it stands <laughs> it, for it, it's the company that collects the trash and does yeah. the recycling so the BSR yeah BSR yeah uh, so the BSR is interesting. Because uh, and this applies to like all big cities. What were right. your boy about to say? Yeah. Uh, well, well, I don't know about all big cities because Berlin doesn't have any. Most most German cities don't have any uh, alleyways. Right. Well, it's not New York. Yeah. But it's not New York. True. Yeah. But there's no alleyways, so uh, there's no trash in the alleyways for you know people to collect and rummage through. <laughs> They're usually in your courtyard or in a special room or something like that. Yeah. So the BSR has to go through all these apartments every day, probably, to the city. No, it's once a week. Trash day is only once a week. But is it the same uh, day of the week every yeah. every bazook? No, no, no. It depends, depends on your building, yeah. But like, yeah, for my same. building, it's the same day. But yeah. But they're going on every single day. Oh, that I, that I don't know. But I, I don't know if it's literally every day of the week. But I think, I know some people it's Tuesday, some people it's Wednesdays. Right. But I don't know if it's also five days a week True. for c- trash collection. But I mean, there's a lot of apartments, so maybe they have to spread it out. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Either way. They're going through the city and they have to somehow get into your building to get your trash. Yeah. And so I think do they like keys? They might. Now, I know with um, like DHL and post office and like stuff. Mail, like mail people. They, they just buzz and they buzz every apartment they can. And they say, let me in. I have a package. But with trash, I've never seen them buzzing. And they also I, come very early sometimes. They come, you know, six, seven in the morning. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you, you basically wake up to their loud. <laughs> so. Yeah, that that's that's why why I put this on the list because like that that means that the guy has like a, a a key ring the size of like a basketball with like um I don't know like a hundred hundred and and 
how do they, how secure do these keep? Because this is like a gold mine for a thief. If you can, I you know. Get this, like, then you could access rob a trash truck, like, get their keys, like every apartment on a, on a street. Yeah. So I have a theory. So I think there are different, obviously, trucks and people that go to different areas of the city, and I don't, I don't think they're huge areas because the trucks no, no, aren't no. that big. Yeah, yeah. So I assume when you have a building in their area, there's some kind of universal key that works in every building. Is what I would assume. But for your safety, would you want there to be a universal key that opens every building? I don't know. I that's, mean, it doesn't sound good. Is it worse than having what, what a you, giant key? You, know, ring? you lose your universal key and somebody just go around and like open every door on the street. Doesn't sound good. I guess so. Or the, or I guess they just have a giant key ring and have to keep track of which key ring goes to which building. One of these days, I just got to like be outside when the person shows up and just see what he does. Like, I actually was walking outside the other day and I was taking some some trash down on the way to work. And I was taking it down. The guys are there emptying the trash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what to do my trash now. Do I just, do I hand it to you or do I put it in the trash bin yeah, just that you're it. emptying? I'll just give it to him here. I put it in a trash can. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do. And the guy looked at me and I looked at him. We both mm-hmm. kind of smiled. And I was, and I was just kind of shrugged through it, threw it away. But you didn't ask him how he got in the building? I did not. No, no. Because we, we have an actual room. But it requires a key. It requires a key, but not to our building. Yeah, but, does he, but he obviously has that key. But he has the key. So if, and if, it's a new building, so, so somehow, somehow, so if, if our he, property manager had yeah. to contact the city who contacts BSR yeah. to give them my key. So but I'm saying if he, if he has that key for that one room, then it makes sense. He, that means he has keys for all of the, why would he have to keep just one apartment after the others? You know what I mean? So like, and he's not buzzing people in it. Like you're not buzzing people at 6 a.m. No, no, because it couldn't have buzzed because there is no buzzer to open up that door no, no, to no, the trash I'm saying, room. No, I'm saying like if he has a key to your trash room. Right. Then that would make sense that he has keys for all, keys, the, all the other buildings. buildings. Exactly. Yeah, so, um, but that's kind of crazy because, like, they must have a huge vault of, like, because I mean, somewhere there's keys for every street ever in all of Berlin, right? right? Like, I mean, there has to be. So. And who do you entrust with these keys? Do you have to like, go through like a test to be a trustworthy person? For, I mean, you're just the trash guy. <laughs> I don't know. Whoever's collecting the trash is the one who opens the door, right? So I, they don't have like an armed guard. But like, it was know. like a master, a master trash truck driver who's like, I am the guy. No, because they have like 300 trucks. So right. How's just one guy? Like, like that the, one truck, like the driver of the truck is like, he's the key guy for oh, that part of the city. Oh God, I don't know. Um, the logistics are interesting. But I, something similar is when I got internet installed in this apartment, you have to, you have to call the guy from Deutsche Telekom, from the German um, telecommunications that, the company that handles all the you know, internet and phones mostly, all the equipment. And he has to go in the basement and, you know, there's the the box that controls all the internet. And right. he has to actually like physically turn on, like a connect a wire and turn on the internet. Which you could do. Flow to your, yeah. Except for the fact that the box is locked. But yes, you, you we could, a person could physically do it. It's like, it's easy. And so he, so he went down he's like, I need you to help let me into your basement. So he went down and he went and opened our junction box for the internet. And I asked, I was curious, I was like, because he just pulled out a key and opened it. And I was like, how do you have a key to our junction box? Yeah, good question. And then he's like, he's like, oh, no, all of Berlin, there's only five keys. Oh. So, like, basically, like, two or three districts have one key, another two or three, you know, like, so, like, so basically, like, like, a fifth of Berlin, all of the junction boxes are opened with the same key. Interesting. So... Yeah. Trans- so, junction so, box to apartment building. No, no, no. So, no, so like, maybe, like you said, maybe... There is for different districts, like just a master. I don't know. Like, like know. maybe, you know, my street, they all have the same type of locks. We have universal key for all those locks. But again, would you want that to exist where 
somebody could just grab a universal key and just open up everything. Like, so I think for security wise, and as you always like to say, Dungeons, Dungeons, Dungeons. I don't think Germans would allow that because Dungeons, Dungeons. I mean, I guess so, but I don't know. I mean, it's no different than just giving a key away. No, because like one, if you lose one, one yeah, key, if you lose one key, then you can open a whole street. But if you lose one key, they can open one apartment. Like, true. So at least like, let's safer, you know. That's true. I don't know. We're talking way too much long about this. So I, I'm very interested. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how they put plumbing in old buildings from like the medieval times. Anyways, next. Well, in the middle of the times, they didn't have plumbing. I know. That's how they didn't do it. And all those old buildings. And nowadays, they have plumbing, electricity. And- yeah, but the, the, no, these buildings were not built in the medieval times. You mean 1200s? That's when the middle of the times yeah, were. like in Italy and stuff like that. No, but these buildings, like, oh, you're talking about Germany? Cause no, I'm talking like, about... No, I'm the talking average about, building's like no, in the 1800s. Just, this like, is one of those things that kill my brain of like thinking about these old medieval towns like Italy or whatever. And now they have plumbing, electricity and stuff like that. We just got to drill holes and make some space for the pipes. But it's just crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. These are old ass buildings. You can just drill into a building and make pipes. You have to. I guess so. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Next one. Yes. Deutsche Bahn app sucks. Now, it does suck. What is Deutsche Bahn? Deutsche Bahn is the national rail service. And like any national rail, they need an app so you can buy tickets. Tickets, supposedly. Um, <laughs> because sure. how it works in Germany is they want you to buy a ticket before you get on the train. Usually there's a like a machine where you buy a ticket but some like uh train stations in small villages and stuff i guess they're not cool enough to have machines they don't machines so you how do i buy where do i buy my ticket i don't know the law is you have to get on the train and immediately go and you can't just sit and wait for the conductor to come because then he could say like oh you were trying to ride illegally so you have to get on the train immediately seek out the conductor and then ask him to buy a ticket within like the first five, 10 minutes. And then you can do it after that. It you're, which is ridiculous. Cause sometimes trains, you can't go from train to train, but, and the trains are huge. And, and where's the guy, you know, you're maybe you're running around trying like to you, find you, him. You finally find a seat. You're like, ah, oh, I gotta go find a conductor. Yeah. So, but and, you know, modern days we have apps where you can buy supposedly again, uh, tickets, but the Deutsche Bahn app is one of the worst apps ever sucks it sucks and it's and <laughs> and and the few times i've tried to buy tickets on it like it takes me like 10 minutes because you can't find it. nothing is nothing is um intuitive Actual- or logical like and and i have to give the perfect example is we were at alex's girlfriend's aunt's garden garden house, garden house about an hour and a half outside berlin and we're leaving and so we're at the like small village train station going back to berlin and at the time the nine euro ticket was going whoop whoop and so didn't have to get a, a person ticket but we had bikes with us we had to just buy a simple two euro bike ticket it's, right. but there's no machine we get on the train we're looking for the conductor we don't know where he is and so we're like okay get on the app all we want is a bike ticket really 10 to 15 minutes go by me and my girlfriend separately are trying to figure out where this is and we go to go into bike ticket no not there we go to Go like looking forever, and finally, after 15 minutes, and it's it's a thing where like on the app, it required like seven or eight different steps. Touch this, click this, click this, click little literally. Yeah, it was so difficult that I texted Alex, who they were leaving the garden house like an hour later. You, you looked like a voicemail, had a voicemail, like, an, like yeah. an, a minute and a half explaining all the steps to get the the bike ticket because I knew you guys would fall into the same problem. And, but, and, and without that, those steps, would you have been able to find that fucking no, ticket? No, no, like, yeah. there's, there's no way. And, and to be fair, if you just want like a ticket from Berlin to Hamburg, the app is pretty decent. It's easier to get a ticket, no problem. But if you want to add like anything extra or just do anything else, it just, the app just like fails to have any intuitive way 
to do that. It's awful. Yeah. So you buy, for example, like I just said, you can buy a ticket like for yourself, Berlin to Hamburg, right? Easy. But they're like, oh, I'm bringing my bike with me. So I need difficult. But, but, but in that menu, in that menu, there's no add a bike ticket out of this. You no. have to go through the thing and add it separately or add, you know, I want to add it. I want to add, add an extra person. No, that's a separate, it's all separate. Thing. It's just like, it's the, it's just a bad app and they, they really need to make it easier because they, they got to update it. They got to update that. It's stuff. pretty on brand for Germany, you know, digitalization and whatnot. <laughs> okay, Jeff. So this next one, um, can, can you explain that? So this next one is since moving to Europe, I listen to less music and this is okay. Now I, this is an interesting thing. When I lived in the States, getting from A to B was always by car in my truck, you know, for so you and your Jeep, right? Right. Like going to the store, going to school, meeting up with a friend, doing anything. It's tr- you're in your car. Right. Right. And so like one of the main ways I would listen to music during the day was in the half an hour drive to blank, half an hour drive to work. There's like, you know, it's like just you constantly have music going and so it's constantly listening to music because, you know, only crazy people drive in silence, you know? Yes. So at least listening to a podcast. Maybe listen to us right now in a car. I don't know. True. Are you in a car? Let us know. <laughs> but, you know, I moved to Europe. Car's gone. No more car. So the daily listening to the music is now gone. So now I still listen to music. But like I, that, that one aspect of listening to music is gone. So technically it's like I'm listening since moving to Europe, I noticed I listen to music like 20% less than I did while living in the States, which, um, kind of bums me out, out sometimes to think about. It's interesting. I mean, I probably listen maybe exactly the same because, you know, I half hour to work, I have headphones, mm. listen, then walk to the store, five, 10 minute walk. Listen to music then, just like driving. I, I think the dif- difference is because I cycle everywhere, right? And it's dangerous, so I, I don't listen to music when I'm cycling. I think that's right. the difference. That's like, the difference. Okay, because since you do the train and stuff, like that's okay, the, that's, I the, that's, say, yeah. that's the big difference right there. Is you, yeah. you, you use your bike more than I do, and I used to train a lot, so I'm listening to a lot of music yeah. like, all the time. Alex doesn't like um, being physically healthy, so he prefers no. to sit on his ass. I like to sit, yeah, and look out the window at darkness in the U-Bahn. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, but yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, so for, for you the same, but for me about twenty percent less. Yeah, interesting. Uh, next one. What? what? Next I, track. Next track is speaking of music and podcast. We have trouble. <laughs> wait, wait. Sorry. Speaking of music and podcast, how is this? Hey, first, how is this related to either of those? Oh, because you said and, next, and, and ne- why did your volume just get so loud? When <laughs> you said we because you said next track. You get it? Speaking of music, next track. Oh, I thought you meant related to the next thing you're going to say. No, you said the word next track. So you said speaking of next track. What's going on? Just go to the next thing. Okay. <laughs> we have trouble sometimes saying our phone number in German. So what I mean by this is that uh, an American number is like five, 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 one, two, three, four. The seven numbers, easy. German numbers are are longer. There's more digits like way more digits and some have more, some have less. They're not always consistent either, but they're, they're always more like in the States. Yeah. Our, your, your number phone number is seven. Like usually if, if you're in your home t- town, you're not giving right. out it with area code, without right? area code. But, but here, even without area code, it's, they're like is eight, area code eight here? nine, 10. Yeah, sure. Is there? Yeah. Like zero three zero is the Berlin area code for landlines. Oh, landlines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if I, if I call someone like in Maktigur fall problem, like it doesn't matter. No, I think it, I, cause like, like, I don't think zero like one seven numbers, I think are Berlin cell phones. And they're, they're like, if you live somewhere else, you have. Ah, interesting. It's, it's always the first two or three numbers are like indicate where you're from. I thought it meant yeah. from which company you're on. Like I know zero one seven six. I thought it was just O two. Yeah. I don't know if it's no, cause I don't, I don't have O two and I have the same. 
0176. No, actually, no. Sorry, my old phone number. I'm thinking, never mind. But yeah, okay. No. Anyways, but I didn't have O2 then, so I we'll have to look it up. But it means something. <laughs> but yeah, the numbers are longer, and uh, it takes a long time to memorize your new number. You know, over and over and over in your head. But you know, I think uh, there's a general saying people say when you speak another language or two, three languages, you always count in your mother tongue. And I think that's it, because like. We speak German, so it's like we'll, we'll interact with somebody, that, and everything's fine. Like yeah, at the store, you know, they're like, "Oh, you're buying this, yeah, you want a receipt, but everything's good in right. German." But then for some reason, every time they ask, like, "Oh, what's your phone number?" The phone number I have it completely memorized in English, for whatever reason. It's like that's the number. It's like da 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 da. I got right. it. But but when somebody asks me in German, suddenly I'm like, uh, zero seven one. And then like, and then I actually, and sometimes I even have to pull out my phone, which is crazy because I have it memorized. I can never have to pull my phone out to, to it, look it, at my It head. is funny because it's, I don't think it, you memorize. I get in my tracks. It's the one thing that just like, I can't do for some reason. I don't think you memorize the numbers. You're memorizing the cadence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, and the, the song. The song is different. That's it. It's like, it's like yeah. translating a song yeah. Yeah. on the spot real quick, but you have to be, you know, dead on right. So I definitely struggle with that. Uh, and also because German numbers are opposite. So for example, 24 is f- you say it like four and 20. But when saying your phone number, why would you say 24? You just you no, say- I, I, No, I'm, I'm talking about numbers generally. Two, three, five. I'm not, I'm not talking about phone numbers. Say numbers generally. Oh, okay. Um, but also like in German is obviously I know all the numbers. It's fine. But when things get called out to me or like when I'm making a, an appointment and like, oh yeah, you're going to have, you have to be there on August 27th. Uh, it'll say seven and 20. And all of a sudden my, my brain's like, wait, on. Yeah, it's, it's 27. Mm. It's, right. it's not- it should be 20 und sie, like 20 sieben is like 27, but it's seven and 20. Yeah, so backwards. sometimes it gets confusing, especially when it's like a, a number that could be both ways and still make sense. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, when I'm out and about, somebody tells me a number, I don't get confused, but I noticed when they tell me a number, I then have to repeat it in my head and it takes me like a second longer to, yeah. to digest it. Like, you know, yeah, if I heard, okay, Stephen Zvonsik, then there's a moment of me like, Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. You know, like, cause it's cause you're just like double checking. Okay, what? Cause especially when it's like a quick interaction, and, so, and they're just throwing out a bunch of numbers at you. You're like, yeah, exactly. Wait, what? Okay. At least it's not like uh, French. Supposedly in French, when you say a number, if you say like forty three, you say like twenty times two plus three, and that's how they say forty three, which is insane. Dear Lord, I thought the backwards thing was too much. I know. Like that's German's just... easy, man, compared to compared to the French. Woo. Next one. Yes, sir. The 24-hour culture. Now, we've talked about this a few times before, but I thought about this last night, actually, walking home, is so 24-hour culture in the States is like a lot of shopping and like maybe like diners and restaurants that are open it's 24-7. Literally, it's literally everything. Yeah. Eating, shopping. Yeah. Except for the nightlife, where I think European nightlife is more 24-7. But everything else is not. But you mean like the clubs and the bars. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because in the US, at least in California, um, bars have to close at two. So like last call is like one thirty and Rhode Island like, is one last call is like twelve fifty. Ooh, oh that's sucks. I know. And ooh. I think in New York City, the city never sleeps is like four. Yeah, and and I've, and I've when we were there, I think we were at a bar that like it probably the law is something different, but like it just it was open to like six or something like that. So Yeah. Yeah. Where here bars will be open twenty four seven, clubs twenty four three. As long as there's people paying, they'll stay open. They'll stay open. If when it comes down to like two or three people, then they'll close. You know. But if you want a pancake, four in the morning, difficult to find. I think the twenty four. I'll still say, correct. If I don't know if you agree, 
24 hour culture in the US, I find better just because like, yeah, it's like I had so many times like it's like 2 a.m. You know, I'm like 8 p.m. It's 2 a.m. Gosh, I want some those frozen pancakes. You're like, ah, you just run over to the grocery store that is open. Buy those frozen. Go microwave those bad boys. Ah, I got like or ooh, I could use a burger. Ah, Jack in the Box is open. 24 hours. Boom. Or like, just yeah, like, fair. Everything's just open. So like, I I disagree. Yeah. I prefer what it is here. Because if I'm gonna stay up late, but I'll are be you out. constantly going to bars and clubs after 2 a.m.? Not constantly, but sometimes. Yeah, but and enough that you'd prefer that over. Uh, yeah, more than I would go to the grocery store anytime after 7 p.m. Okay. Because I hate going to the grocery store generally, and I never really had a need to go late. And as long as dinner is always open, which usually it is, you'll find a spot, then uh, then I'm happy. But that's just me. True. A simple man with simple pleasures. That's true. Okay, let's do uh, a few more. Uh, as, as promised, Jeff, American deodorant. And German deodorant. Yeah, can you can you explain the the di- now? I think it mostly comes down to kind of shape and material. Yeah. So um, in the states, I was always used to the that that stick deodorant, you know, the white. It's a stick. wide stick. Yeah. Not a paste. Not a not a not a liquid. It's a mm. It's like it's like a it's like a it's like a dry soap bar kind soap of soap bar. And as you white as you rub it against your body, the warmth makes it uh, you know. Sp- you know, melt and spread onto your right. skin. But yeah, it, yeah, it is a stick and not a liquid. And these are also the ones that I also preferred. And for the first few years I lived in, in Germany, when I'd go back for Christmas, I would actually buy a few of the Me American too. Dio and bring them back. Me too. Um, actually, I think I still not, have like one somewhere in my closet that, that nice. I brought with me my first time moving here because I learned it didn't have it. What was your what was your brand? Uh, back then, oh shit, what was it called? The one with the check mark. Uh, it was gray with a check mark on it. Ooh, like a colorful check mark? Yeah, kind of. Oh, um, uh, I I think that was mine too. I can't remember what it was called anymore. It was like a sporty one. It was like the commercials always like yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. Running or something. Ah, can't remember. Oh, uh, degree, degree. Degree. It's called degree. Yeah, that was mine too. Yeah, exactly. So probably would agree with me. And, and German uh, deodorant uh, is this roll-on like ball liquid thing. It's usually like a glass kind of container. Yeah, and the top's like a plastic sphere right that as you roll it allows a liquid form to like ooze out yeah it's gross no no t- to be fair like it is like it, these kind of american style stick deodorants do exist but they they account for like less than five percent of what you, what you can find they're right. hard they're hard to find you know they're, they mean? are yeah. uh or, or germans use, use use like do spray oh spray yeah exactly it's very popular i think spray and the liquid roll-on are the most popular here but uh now as of like a year or two ago, I noticed I see Old Spice stick in the store, and I've been using the same one I've had for I've used for the past since I moved here. I finally found I was one one stick deal that sold a DM that I've been using now for yeah what, almost ten years, and that's Rexona, and it's pretty good. Nice. Yes. I, I just kind of germanized myself, but like maybe five six years ago, I just switched to the um to roll, the, roll, roll, roll on the Nivea roll, blue roll on. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. And I always get the one without um, aluminum in it because I don't want to put a bunch of metal on my pores. I have aluminum. I got the aluminum free. And, and, and the thing is, in Germany, it's like DO is different than antiperspirant. Right. Keep in mind. Antiperspirant actually blocks your pores from sweating. That's what I use. Yeah, which is unhealthy. Like you're, you're supposed to allow yourself to sweat. It's fantastic. Like DO takes that sweat and just makes it so it doesn't smell, which is the healthy version, you know, so. Antiperspirant, baby. I looked it up. It's a myth that's dangerous. Anyways. No, it's true. I asked my doctor. I asked my, uh, what do they call it? German doctor? 
with no, with your skin doctor. What's it called? Uh, uh, dermatologist. Dermatologist. Yeah. yeah, and he said it's true. He's like, it's like, yeah, you should. He's like, why would you want to block your pores from doing what it wants to do? Like, because I don't want it to do sense. that. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you could just let it do it, and it doesn't smell. That's nah. what Dio does. Gross. So next. This is people, for some reason, not understanding what ground floor means. And in Germany. In Germany. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as I'll explain, this is mostly delivery drivers. And this is definitely a you problem, I think. Yeah, well, I know. I, 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 people, write in if you have the same problem. So I, have, I live on ground floor. And anytime I, like, order from Liferando, which is, like, I guess in the U.S. would be, like, um, Postmate or Grubhub, whatever, you know. It's it actually is Grubhub, same company. Oh, okay, there you go. Um, a little bit from Leaf Rondo or order anything, right? I always put like detailed instructions that, that say at least twice. So I say EG Erdgeschoss, right? And then, of course, the rest of the directions, specifically how to get there, right? And it's like really more than 50% of the time I have delivery people, they come and then I, and then, you know, like five minutes pass, like, where are they? And I'll look at my window and I'll see them walking up to like the fourth, fifth floor. But it's like, okay, I said ground floor. And that's what Erdgeschoss means, ground floor. So why would you ever leave the ground floor? And it's, it's just, it boggles my mind. It's, it's like, okay, so any building only has a certain amount of ground floor apartments, right? Right. So there's like four or five apartments. So just go to each one. If you're really confused, and go, like, you know, it's like, and, and, so why would you ever start walking to the fifth floor? So either the delivery people aren't reading the instructions or... Um, and something I have encountered is that a lot of delivery people um, aren't German and actually don't have German language skills. Um, I've right. understood that. So I feel like they maybe don't actually understand what Erdgeschoss means. It could be. Which I think, it, you know, like, again, I, I'm a foreigner too, whatever. But like for your job, I think you should learn those kind of like basics. Erdgeschoss, that, that would actually really help. And like you know. A big special tip to anyone living in Germany or any delivery driver, if, if you have like a normal... Um, Bell system on the outside of the building, not my stupid. Yeah, if you want to um, just buzz your friends, you're like, hey, open the door for me. Yeah, right. The buzzers with the buttons, which are 99% of buildings. If you see the name and it's the second one from the bottom, that means on the first floor. If it's third from the bottom, it's on the third floor, fourth, fifth, etc. Yeah, and the, the bottom names are the ground floor apartments, exactly. etc. Then the, you know, so on so and so on. There, yeah. there is a rhyme and a reason of where the bells are. And if you don't know, you look there. Like when I go to package sometimes, I know where my neighbor was. I go outside, look what where they were in the thing. Like, oh, they're on the fourth floor. Go to the fourth floor and get it. So that's a little little fun fact for all of you fun fact lovers. Yes, but yeah, if you're in and you're new to Germany and you're going to a party or something, then you don't have to like walk around aimlessly. And and a lot and a lot of apartments, like including mine, um, it actually has the people separated by so like they'll be labeled. Say, they'll be like five names under the term Seitenflügel, which means right. like a side wing. And then, or second Seitenflügel, or I'll say um, Vorderhaus, which means like the basically the first the first building, or a Gartenhaus, which means the back building. So like it clearly labels. So like I think a lot of people they don't really pay attention. They see the name, they press it, and they buzz it. But it, you can see right there. Okay, okay, he lives. Okay, he's he's yeah, he's he's the second name up. So he's first floor, and he's the first Seitenflügel. Okay, and then boom, you can go straight there. You know, easy peasy. Um, but it but I I just find it interesting how many delivery people don't take the time to do that. Yeah. So, but like, but, but you, I guess for you, for a, if they somehow manage to get through your crazy electronic system, yeah, it's it right next to your name. It says like, it says a floor. It says like whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, which is nice. Yeah. And at least on my thing, you, you can search. What's kind of nice. You're looking for me. So you go, ALDX and pop up. 
But uh, oh, I've never done that. I just kind of like. Yeah, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't know the search function. I just like. Yeah, there's, there's little, I just don't like the whole thing about it. I just. It's stupid. You don't yeah. need a touchscreen outside of a building. Yeah. Anyways, enough of that. <laughs> I think I think that's a good spot to uh, drink some whiskey. Sure. Can I have like one? I keep it really like a small splash. I miss the pop so much. Oh, you're done. Okay. Okay. So, all my whiskey liking friends or people who stick to the end for whatever reason, this is. Starward Left Field Single Malt Australian Whiskey. Really interesting. Might. Let's take, I've like one last sip as we normally do and uh, see what's going on. All right, cheers. <sighs> cheers. I really like it. That's good. That's an eight. Wow, that was quick. It's just like, it's just clear. It's just good. It's got so much flavor. Yeah. It's really fruity. It, there's, there's a lot going on with it. And it's just something I think, I think very different it, because it, it's. It's a single malt? Is that what it says? Uh, yes, it's single malt. Yeah, yeah. For a standard, like, I almost said for a standard. Like, it is not it's a standard, not standard single malt, no. like, because I mean, and again, we we ran into this rut a couple months ago where we were we were drinking a lot of single malt scotch, single malt scotch, right? And they were all good, yeah. But they were fine. you could it, like in a blind taste test, taste test, you could not differentiate between. They really not. are. They like they're very close. This is um, a very interesting single malt. It is. It, it's it's really got a lot of flavor to it. It's really, really fruity. Yeah, yeah. And again, we love stuff that like kind of hits you in the face and says, "I'm, you know, like, hey, I'm here, man." Like, what does it say? Where roughly in? Um, um, I think I read somewhere on the bottle. It is in. Oh, it's imported. Um, Melbourne. Ooh, yeah. It's the New World's Whiskey Distillery, Fifty Birdie Street, Port <laughs> Melbourne, Victoria. 3207. Okay, well, if you live in Melbourne, now you know how to get there. <laughs> yeah, Starward, left field. Good, good stuff. But what do you think? Never oh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go like 8.7. I really like it. Yeah, it's really good. It's I really mean, good. I can maybe even go A5, but I'll I'll stick to the 8, you know. But, okay. Um, so 8, 8.7, and all of your listeners are a 10 out of 10. <laughs> so true. Yes. I mean. Uh, thank good, you all for listening. Good transition. Yeah, you thank know, you. Thanks. And, and guys, you know, if you feel like it when you're listening, go ahead and pop open a your favorite bottle of whatever, be it yeah, gin, vodka, or, or whiskey. And, you let know, us start drink, drink along. Juice, water, whatever Juice. it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to be alcoholic. could be an alcohol-free beer. Or, I mean, I could be, should I think, you're like, what's a non-alcoholic drink? Alcohol-free free beer. beer. <laughs> could yeah, but, be a soda. <laughs> but dude, you, you already said water and juice, so I was like, I thought it was covered. Soda, cider. Well, unless it's alcoholic cider then. right yeah. alcohol free cider okay yeah okay. alcohol free wine alcohol free whiskey which does exist i learned i i've heard that yeah they like they they'll, they'll add kind of like um pepper and spices to give the burn and this that and the smokiness like i've never tried one but i'd be interested in trying one alcohol free whiskey I, I, Maybe I see, that could be I one see. on the podcast alcohol free whiskey let's try it out oh my where do i find that i don't know oh well i guess in um thanksgiving i'm going to portland that seems like the kind of liberal place that would have an alcohol free whiskey so maybe i'll find, see if i can find one so true bring nice one, bring one back that'd be interesting that'd so. be interesting um yeah thanks guys thank you guys for joining us again did you enjoy this german shuffle let us know let us know and we love this shuffle hope you do too what would you guys like to hear next week let yeah. us know let us know let us know everything all right tell us what to do yeah uh thank you everybody and have a great day evening morning afternoon weekend all right yeah i think you've covered it stay safe <laughs> Stay healthy and stay thirsty. Oh, yeah. Gonna break, break, break this one of these days. Break the glass. <laughs> break the glass.